Hello and welcome to episode 28 and a half of the unofficial FTB podcast, created by FTB for FTB. My name is Pun, and we do not have a lot to discuss, but let's get into it anyway. Okay, so unfortunately, I'm extremely busy at a school football tournament uh, where my high school girls team is hosting all the other international schools or international school teams from around Africa. Okay, I have no time this week for pod stuff, but I did get convinced by Shalor um, to give him and Christu their Spursy and Chant segments. Okay, I can't actually believe I got roped into this, but apparently the other five members of our team can't do a one-man job and put together a simple, easy pod episode without my help. So we're going to keep this short. Shalor, this was your call. You must have a good, a really, really good Spursy lined up. So let's have it. Yeah, I just, this was a really interesting Spurs of the week because I initially had an anti-Spursy planned. Um, but before I start, special mention to Romelu Lukaku. I mean, that game against Palace, seven touches only, which is the most, well, sorry, the least amount of touches by a forward player since Opta Stats became available. And also bear in mind that one of those touches was to start the game off from the center spot. So realistically, six touches. That guy, man, I don't know what his problem is, and he seems like he's sulking and having a bit of a crybaby. So special mention there. But now back to the Spurs of the Week. I initially had an anti-Spurs of the Week planned. And that anti-Spurs of the Week was going to go to Spurs themselves and Man United because they are the two teams that have received the most Spurs of the Week awards this season. Um, both Man United and Spursy themselves. They've both heavily featured, and both of them had very anti-Spursy performances. Um, now, this obviously is referring to Spurs versus Manchester City at the Etihad. Gotta say, unbelievable game. Spurs played so well with what they were doing. Son and Kane were out of this world. Kane, probably one of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, from Kane and up there with one of the best performances I've ever seen from a single player in a Premier League game. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously they played so well and they won it. You know, I thought after that Mario's penalty, I thought, oh shit, um, I actually think City are going to score here and take this. But it was actually Spurs that scored and took it. You know, tough fixture against the league leaders and they scored in, at the death to, to win it. So that's an anti-Spursy. And I was also going to give one to United for, you know, the Leeds game. They were 2 up. They looked like they were in cruise control. Um, the game was in the bag. And then obviously there was a freak goal assisted by the, the hurricane that was happening uh, in the UK um, by Rodrigo. Uh, he definitely meant to cross that. And, you know, he obviously overhit it and the wind pushed it and it was a freak goal. But then after that, like a few, like less than a minute later, United defence capitulates and lets in a second goal. And then once that second goal went in, I thought, holy shit, this is not happening. Like, I just thought, that's it. You know, United have already been quite fragile mentally with these sort of capitulations. And I thought, oh, they're fucked. They're not going to win this. Um, but then they showed resilience. They showed fight. And they came back and scored another goal and then another goal to seal it. So that was also an anti-Spursy, you know. It was the opposite of a capitulation when faced with almost certain, you know, doom and certain uh, sort of failure to, 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 to show a bit of guile. 
and then they did it. So I wanted to give both Spurs and United an anti-Spursy. But, but then, but then, Spursy and the world of football gifted us, gifted us with the ultimate Spursy. And it goes, unfortunately, to Tottenham Hotspur Football Club yet again. They go, as I just previously mentioned, and obviously beat Man City, the league leaders. Everyone wrote them off. Spurs never had a chance in a million years of beating City at the Etihad. And in all fairness, no one, except for maybe like Liverpool, would stand a chance, you know, at winning at the Etihad in anyone's mind. Spurs, you go and beat them, obviously. And they beat them deservedly. It wasn't a lucky win. They beat them. They beat City. So now everyone thought, holy shit, now Spurs are back. Conte's there. Kane is back. Uh, you know, now they, surely they're going to push for the top four. And it's looking like they're gonna, they've turned the corner. Uh, you know, they went and, and did the, the unthinkable. They, they achieved the, the unachievable by beating City, you know, the best City we've ever seen at the Etihad. And then they go and play Burnley, uh, you know, on a cold, wet Wednesday night. Um, and, it, like, people just assumed, like, oh, done and dusted. Burnley, bottom of the table, almost bottom of the table. I think they are. Well, they're there and they're about... And, uh, you know, people just thought, that's it. Uh, you know, they are, they're going to beat Burnley. And guess what happened? Spursy happened. Um, I don't need to go further into it. But, I mean, to go, from, to go from beating Man City at the Etihad to then going and completely Spursying it up, stinking the room with a Spursy and losing to Burnley. And now they, now they look, they've gone from, like, almost dead certains to be Going for that top four to now, it looks like phew, it doesn't look like they're going to even feature. Um, but then again, things are changing every every game week. But yeah, that's a massive Spursy, and there's your Spursy of the week. <laughs> okay, okay, that was that was that was a goodie. Um, yeah, probably definitely worth it. Uh, fucking Spursy, bro. This I don't know what happened there. Okay, Chris, too uh, hard one to follow, but who gets the chant of the week? Uh, chant of a week in this sort of really weird week where, you know, we said last week that uh, it was hard to find a chant. Now there's chants all over the place, especially in Europe and the Baltic regions. But uh, be that as it may, I think for this week we are going to go with Antonio Conte. So Antonio Conte, in my opinion, is one of the best managers in the world. Uh, you know, whether he's top five, top ten top three, I don't know, but I think he's a top 10 manager in the world, which says uh, a lot, you know, and he's had success basically wherever he's gone. Um, and Tottenham getting Conte uh, last year, I thought was like, you know, them just sort of resetting and, and going again. Uh, that was going to be it. Uh, and it started well. I mean, I think they went on a run where they won like eight games in 10 or something like that. Uh, but obviously, since the turn of the year, it's been a bit of a disaster for them. Losing four out of five. The only game they won is against Man City of all things, which is just weird. But uh, lose the rest of the games. And then Conte comes out with a press conference. And I mean, it looks like this guy is going to cry. And when I actually watched this press conference on YouTube... All people are saying, like, oh, he's such a great manager and he's such a great man and he won't stand. I was like, no, what are you talking about? I mean, this guy, like, five days ago was saying the group of players in Tottenham is the best he's ever worked in. Just saying, like, you are, I don't know, I don't know, you know, the, the situation is difficult. Hey, I, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? 
you know, and, and people saying, well, Tottenham didn't spend, they want to rely on academy players. Did, when he chatted to Tottenham about becoming their manager, did he not ask them how much money are we spending in January? How much money are we spending in June, July, and August? What have your scouts done? Who have you spoken to? You know, what are we having in place for whenever? Did he just come here and say, oh, they're giving me, giving me 10 million euros or pounds or dollars or who knows what they're giving him, 10 million or something. Um, did he just take that and say, well, we'll see when we get to uh, Spurs Stadium uh, what we're going to do. No. And I mean, you take that approach. If you have any pride, you go and you say, you know what, we lost four out of five. Not good enough. We're going to go back. We're going to work. We're going to change our formation. We're going to change what we do. We're going to do whatever we can to, to get a win the next game. You don't stand there, grown-ass man, great football player, great manager, but stand there, grown-ass man, and, and look like you're going to burst out into tears. What are you doing? What are you doing? And no, that is not something to be admired, in my opinion, not at this level, not when you're earning that money, not when you've been as successful as he as, he has, and not when you're coaching... I mean, for all the shit we give Spurs, it's still one of the biggest clubs. I mean, I think they're like in the top 10 in terms of turnover uh, of all the clubs in the world uh, annually. Massive job in, in the world of football. So, for me, chant of the week, Antonio Conte. Okay, awesome stuff, guys. Okay, double Spursy. Okay, and that's all we have time for this week. Okay, my tournament ends on Saturday, so I expect full service to resume next week. Cheers till then, and remember... That football comes first. FTB admin cannot be held liable for any bad decisions made based on the information in this podcast. T's and C's apply.